Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. So we're going to talk a little bit about this full surrender December. Hey, I just want to shout out to Sharon who brought all the strawberries. Oh my gosh, thank you. She also brought a box in for the staff this week, which was gladly received, and it was on Wednesday, our biggest staff day, so we had fresh strawberries for all of our meetings, which was nice, but thank you. I don't know how you grow strawberries organic with no spray like that. It's just like the gift of God, man, but thank you so much. We love them. Um, So full surrender December, this great topic from the youth pastors. I love it. Who loves all the new songs and all a bit of few of the new decorations going on as we're beginning to release the next generation to cast their creative flair or get amongst the song selection every now and then. If you feel like, gosh, church is kind of changing a bit, it's because um, some of our kids are actually growing up into semi-adults and um, they're having enough responsibility to produce some of this amazing stuff. So we're so grateful for that these great series and they're giving us the good nudge to get on Instagram. They're telling us, come on, keep your stories going. When Mark went to Samoa, um, Luke was like, don't go radio silence on us because we're really terrible at gramming, but he hasn't yet, has he? So I'll be, if you're not on the gram or on Facebook, make sure you get on it and connect and um, get on the train as we're moving and releasing these um, young people to begin to rise up. Tonight, Josh Dyack is on the drums. Where is he? He's not in here. He's in Wild Ones. I mean, shut the gate. He's in Wild Ones and he's drumming tonight. And um, he's got his father on the acoustic guitar. We got the principal of Wiper Hehe taking his place on the bass tonight. We got Colleen Keys all the way from Shooting Stars and, um, and some of our familiar team coming as well. But hey, come back tonight and support these guys. It's going to be such a good time. And um, Mrs. D and Mrs. Deep and Mrs. Consistent and Mrs. Beautiful is preaching tonight. Pastor Briley Chadwick and um, she's like a chasm of deepness. So everything she brings out is just really worth listening to. So not only is the band going to be awesome, but she'll really bless you as well. So this whole thing, full surrender, I wanted to look at a couple of moments in the Christmas story. And for many of us, we understand the beauty of surrender that Jesus was when he came in to humanity and was be, and he was born our saviour. It says in 1 John, verse 1 to 10, quite a good description about the intensity of what was happening. It says, John 1, verse 10, He was in the world, and though the world was made through him because he's creator, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word Jesus became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory, 
The glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. I mean, talk about total surrender. He surrendered everything that he was and everything that he knew and became completely human and functioned in all our limitations. I mean, it's quite ironic, really, that we struggle with surrender when this is the base of our faith. (laughs) Our faith is built on a king, is built on Jesus, the creator, the son of God, being fully surrendered to God and humbling himself to be born as a man, born into human limitations, like I said, to be completely, to completely let go of everything that defined him and become fully surrendered to do only what he heard his father tell him to do. So not only was he born as a human, he gave up his right to act on his own and to only do what he heard the father doing. And so it is quite ironic, isn't it, that we struggle with completely abandoning our life to him when the one that has given us eternal life and given us relationship demonstrated to us always a life of full surrender. But the Christmas story is about a group of other people, not only Jesus, who completely surrendered their lives to God. They were in surrender before God spoke. And as they heard the messages from angels, from the Holy Spirit alike, they surrendered yet again to the request of their creator and king. It says in um, Luke 1, great thing about the scriptures today is they're all chapter Luke 1 verse 10. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the, oh, actually I'll start from verse 6, sorry. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive and they were both very old. And we see, um, we're going to skip a couple of verses there when Zechariah is called to come in and minister in the inner working of the temple. When he does, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in verse 11, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. And this is the conception of John the Baptist. And we skip down to verse 18, where Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? He says, I am an old man, and my wife is well along in her years. The angel said to them, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until this day happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at the appointed time. Here we see this beautiful couple, Zechariah and Elizabeth, devoted, church-loving Holy Spirit worshipping people. They're into it. They're in it to the limit, like many of us sitting here today. But even though you're in it to the limit and you serve God with all your heart, it doesn't entitle us to have a perfect life. 
It's a funny old thing, but we can sit in church and cry out for healing and sometimes not get the supernatural healing we want. Things happen, and just because we are fully devoted to God doesn't mean our life is easy. And this is actually a real wrestle. I speak to many people in in our family, and they feel like, gosh, I thought things would have got easier by now. I thought serving God would have completely changed my life, and, and I just, there would be no more battles, no more issues to go through, no more surprises in my life. And one of my common answers is, is, well, show me someone else in the word who's ever experienced that for starters. I mean, every hero and patriarch of our faith has lived in faith and has lived fully devoted to God despite the circumstances. And as you start to begin to unearth that truth, you begin to realize it's not about God bringing everything the way we would like it to bring, but us learning how to live in faith and learning how to live deeply seated in his love, knowing that he loves us and that's not dependent or shown to us in our situations or our circumstances. And here you see Elizabeth and Zechariah, a man and a woman who have really caught on to this fact. And and then Zechariah meets with the angel of the Lord, Gabriel, and Gabriel says, you're going to have a son, your prayer's going to be answered. And like many of us, when God turns up and gives us the desires of our heart, we can actually freak out a little. What? And we become really nervous to accept what he's given us. Sometimes it might be based on whether we feel we're worthy of it or maybe we've just been in the struggle so long that when the shift comes and God gives us something, we're just nervous to let our heart fully embrace and fully believe and fully hope again. Fear can stop us being surrendered. When we surrender our life totally to God, He will very often give us the desires of our heart. And at times we can find ourselves having the same response. I'm a little afraid to receive what my heart truly desires. Surrender is accepting in the face of that fear and disbelief. Don't be afraid when your deepest desires begin to unfold as possibilities instead of impossibilities. And instead of like Zechariah when he said, and I understand, how can I be sure Say, I receive your word. I receive your promise. I receive your prophetic declaration. I will let my heart believe again. I will trust you. Because some of us get so forged in the battle zone. We're so, our faith is so forged in the valleys that when we find ourselves on the mountaintop just receiving, it's so, what? This is new territory. It's new ground. And God is wanting us to live in that place. He's wanting us to live in the full affirmation and the full approval and and in the full goodness of everything Jesus has for us. So I love Zechariah. What a great example. And and, um, he was silent till the moment his son was born. And when they passed him like a chalkboard to write, what will his son's name be? He wrote, his name will be John, just like Gabriel had said. And in that one moment, his mouth opened and he began to speak. We see this other great story in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18. And this is a 
crazy story about Joseph. And if you can semi-emerge yourself and the reality and the intensity of what happened for this guy when we'll just pick up from verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus and Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Take Mary home as your wife, because what she has conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 24, it says, when, Jesus, when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took Mary home to be his wife. When we're surrendered... We're unafraid to live counterculturally to Jesus. His kingdom is far different to this kingdom. His ways and his plans for your life are all around his kingdom. And when we're surrendered, we get the courage to live counterculturally. We get the courage, we get the peace, because we've got the connection with him to live like he calls us to live, not like how we've been um, molded to live all of our life. And Joseph was a great demonstration of this, something that was so pivotal in his culture, something that was so esteemed was, you know, to to make sure you made it to marriage 100% pure. For him to take in a wife who was hapu, not only privately, there was nothing private about the situation, right? Everyone knew Mary was hapu, was pregnant. But he took her in and he had the courage because he was surrendered to live counterculturally in his time. Surrender is a decision to trust the king in whose kingdom you're called to live in. Amen. And let's look at one more in um, Luke again, chapter 1, in verse 38. Oh, sorry, we're going to start from verse 34. And this is Mary, beautiful Mary. And she's had this encounter with the angel who's come and said to her, you're going to get pregnant with Jesus, the son of God. And she kind of gets on board with that vision. And then she says very logically, well, how will that happen? And the angel pretty much says to her, it's a mystery how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And so after that encounter, we pick up and we, Mary says, how will this happen? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. And this is what Mary says. I'm the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. Talk about a surrendered heart. I don't know how it is for you, but when I really got the courage to ask Jesus what he wanted me to do with my life, it was really challenging. Because 
only challenging because I had to let go of my own ideas and I just had to let go of the control of my life, which in a lot of ways I never knew I was doing that. I never, I didn't understand necessarily that I was sitting in that place of control by not asking him what it is that he would like me to do with my life. But I love what Mary says here. He shows up just like Jesus shows up to many of us. And he says, this is actually how I've created you. This is how I formed you. And this is the plan and the purpose I have for your life. And I just want you to surrender to it. I just want you to let go and let me take over. It's a hard thing. It's not like a wake up the next day and change your life thing. It's a heart thing. And what Mary said here, I am surrendered. May your word to me be fulfilled. May your vision, may your prophetic word, may your destiny, may your plan and purpose for my life, may that be fulfilled. You know, December is, and the celebration of Christ's life is ultimately the beginning of a new year. And this story of Christ's surrender is such a deep and divine example for us poignantly presented every single December. It's like he knows we need it. It's like more than the presents and more than the family, more than the festivities, he knows that we need moments every single year where we will draw around a story that demonstrates to us a life fully surrendered to him. And sometimes we're so busy reading through the Word, looking for the black and white answers on how to live our life, that we miss out on hearing the stories of those that have gone before us and who have lived a life as an example for us to model our life on. And you know, we live in the Western world, which means we fight a great battle for, the, for who's going to be in control of our lives. This is just the reality. It's the way our culture shapes us. It's the way our culture elevates what is successful. All of these things are real and they've been the way we've been raised. So it is a challenge for us. It's a challenge for me and I definitely know it's a challenge for you to really surrender and render your heart before Jesus. It's just having some great interviews this week with our team. And one of the questions that I really felt Holy Spirit prompt me was, with was, when was the last time you asked God what He wants you to do with your life? Because sometimes people look to their pastors. What do you see over my life? What do you think I should do? And although that desire is good to seek out wise counsel and to ask those that are in spiritual leadership over your life, what they may hear the Holy Spirit saying. The point is we can all hear it when we're surrendered, when we're all unafraid to just go to that deep part of our heart where we feel the voice of the Holy Spirit. And as your pastor, I feel like, always feel such a deep sense of conviction in my own heart to make sure I'm always pointing you towards that question of what is God wanting to say to you? And I need to, like we always do, assure you 
But it doesn't mean right now life is going to change. It's a stature and a position of the heart. It's a willingness to be surrendered. And at the start of this, I said that these stories of these great men and women who have been a part of making the Gospels come alive, their stories being recorded on pages, were just men and women who were surrendered in their heart to the call of God, surrendered to hear His voice. So that when the voice came, their heart was positioned to hear. In these divine moments. And so surrendering your heart, you can do it and trust God that He'll just take you on the journey with it. But I want to encourage us. The celebration of Christ's life is the beginning of a new year. And to take in this great example of surrender and bring it in to 2020 and ask God, what is it, Father, you want me to do with my life? What is your voice saying? I surrender my heart to you and just waiting. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.